You're listening to a Church Doctor production. Welcome to the audio version of the Church Doctor Report, presented by Kent Hunter. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Welcome to this audio version of the Church Doctor Report. John 1, 45-46 Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law, and also the prophets, wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said to him, Come and see. Sometimes you just have to come and see. You know, to some people, Christianity is primarily just academic. Here's what the Bible says, they say. Just read it, study it, memorize it. And the idea is that if you just know the right stuff, you're going to catch fire for the mission of the church. <laughs> well, while anything is possible for God to accomplish, most of us grow spiritually through a combination of both knowledge and experience. To reach this world, God shows up personally. He showed up personally to Adam and Eve, Moses, and ultimately in Jesus. Perhaps you could say, the Savior doesn't just want to fill your head he wants to touch your heart. Philip didn't download a report to Nathaniel. He went a big step forward. You gotta come and see. And then there was Peter. Peter was a little skeptical when the disciples thought they saw a ghost walking on the water in the middle of a storm at sea. Then Jesus spoke, Take heart, it is I. Have no fear. Well, that wasn't good enough for Peter. He wanted the experience. So what did he say? He said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come to you on the water. Jesus replied, come. However, Peter's faith wasn't up to it. He started to sink. But Jesus made it an experience. He reached out his hand and caught him. And then he said, O oh, man of little faith, why did you doubt? It's hard to believe that Peter would ever forget that experience. The whole boatload got it, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. And the disciple Thomas is a great study in the value of experience, support for mission. In John eleven sixteen, the disciples reflected theoretical bravery. He sounds sold out on Jesus. He says to the disciples, Let's us, Let us all go along with the teacher so that we may die with him. Yeah. Great theory. But when push comes to shove, Thomas needs an experience with Jesus. 
In John chapter 20, the post-resurrection Lord appears to the disciples who were gathered behind locked doors. However, Thomas wasn't with them at the time. Later, the disciples told Thomas the resurrection good news. His response, uh, unless I see the scars of the nails in his hands and put my finger on those scars and my hand in his side, I will not believe. That's in John 20, 24, 25. Well, a week later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples and Thomas was there. Jesus invited Thomas to act on the gruesome experience, saying, put your finger here and your hand in my side. He added, stop doubting and believe. And Thomas responded, my Lord and my God. John 20, 24 through 28. A few decades ago, I was invited to England to teach some workshops for pastors and consult with the leaders at the international headquarters of the Salvation Army. And while I was there, I visited several churches. The experience was, well, dismal. Declining congregations with a few elderly members. And, and I, met, I met with some of the leaders of the British church growth movement. The experience reflected a call for mission and an environment of church decline. And I wondered, even then, if this was a foreshadowing of what was to come in North America. Why? Well, the U.S. and Canada tend to follow religious trends in the U.K. and Europe. Fast forward about 10 to 15 years. Church Doctor Ministries was now working with hundreds of churches in the U.S., and the church growth movement was catching the attention of leaders from many different denominations, as well as those, as those in independent and non-denominational churches. For several years, I had worked with the megachurch pastor and amazing visionary, Walt Callisted, at Community Church of Joy in Phoenix, Arizona. Walt hosted an annual leadership conference that drew hundreds of pastors and leaders from a wide spectrum of denominational and non-denominational backgrounds. I was a frequent speaker for those gatherings and came to appreciate and respect Walt as an amazing leader and a good friend. On one of my many visits, Walt and I were meeting privately when he said, Kent, for what you do, you need to go to England and see what God is doing. He went on to say, I was just there, and it's amazing. Well, I responded with the common pastoral avoidance tactic, saying, uh, yeah, okay, Walt, I'll, uh, I'll pray about it. I had a vision of Philip's Nazareth syndrome. What good can come out of England? I also thought, well, Walt has 10 new ideas every week, and by the time I see him again in six months, he will have forgotten about this fantastic experience in England and moved on to something else. However, 
The next time I saw Walt, he asked immediately, have you been to England? This time I replied, I'll uh, really pray about it. Walt got my attention. After some honest prayer, I reluctantly sent an email to the British contact Walt provided. There was a part of me that thought, yeah, maybe that leader won't respond. However, he did. And graciously, he invited me to come and spend a week at his church. On the uh, slightly possible thought that it might be worth the trip, I invited a few pastors and leaders from the U.S. to go with me. And they did. Let me talk about the England experience. From the academic position, it's hard to overcome the Nazareth syndrome. What good can come out of Nazareth? However, when you experience it, you see God working at a whole new level, and the impact never leaves you the same person you were before. As I share this story, the unrest in Ukraine and the challenges with Russia are very much on the hearts and minds and in the prayers of much of our world. Permit me to share a Nazareth experience that changed my worldview about Russia a couple of decades ago. You got to go back to when I was a kid. When I was in high school, the Cold War mentality was on the minds of many, including my parents. During one summer, my dad had our front porch cement removed and paid me to dig out the nine feet of dirt below that because his plan was to put a door out from below in our basement into that area, then replace the concrete on the porch top and provide a bomb shelter to protect, protect our family from the Russians. Thirty years later, I had become somewhat of a, an expert, at least in the eyes of some, in the area of church growth, which was another way of describing effective mission and discipleship for the local church. And at the time, I was pastoring a small growing church part-time and traveling, teaching, consulting, writing books about the basics of missiology to help Christians reach people far from God. And that's my calling still today. Well, in this context, I want to share with you my own Russian Nazareth issue. Because during this time back in the day, I had been invited to teach internationally. I, I taught conferences for pastors and church leaders in Japan, Cambodia, Belize, Brazil, India, Nigeria, Kenya, and South Africa. One day I was con contacted by a leader who wanted us to teach a large training conference in Moscow, Russia. The leader explained that the persecution against Christians had diminished in the Soviet Union, and many excited young adults who had been imprisoned 
for their Christian activities were being released from the jails. They were starting churches and theaters, but had little training. This leader asked if I would bring a team of other leaders from the U.S. to teach hundreds and hundreds of those eager young Christians. My reaction? Honestly, all I knew was the Cold War and a summer of digging a bomb shelter we never used. I had a bad case of the Nazareth Syndrome about what God might be doing in Russia. I'm ashamed to admit it, but thankfully, God eventually moved me to agree to go. (laughs) And yet, as the plane touched down in Moscow, I had a severe case of doubting Thomas as well. The Nazareth Syndrome continued to grip me. And yet, very soon, while we were there and met those young people, I sensed what it must have felt like examining the hands and the side of the resurrected Jesus. I came to love those Russian Christians and realized that God works in the lives of people in spite of political leaders. In fact, in the midst of tyranny, many people came to faith in Jesus the Jesus from Nazareth. You see, experience fires faith and an evangelistic passion. I ended up going back to Russia several times and once even to Kazakhstan to lead a a large conference. And yes, during that last trip, made a trip to Odessa and Kiev in Ukraine. Back to England. My first reluctant trip to England was everything and more of what Walt Callisted predicted. Most of the churches were in severe decline, and the well-known cathedrals there were primarily tourist attractions, with a few elderly, faithful, worshiping in a most mostly empty, majestic building. In contrast, however, there were several, a growing number of churches that represented the polar opposite. These churches, full of biblically faithful people of all ages, were literally on fire. Like Philip, they had experienced the Nazareth Syndrome. It was a transforming wake-up call for me as well. The UK is more like North America than most global locations where Christianity reflects growing hotspots of evangelistic outreach. You can experience God's amazing growth in many places around the globe, yet for Americans, it's easier to translate what God is doing in England. The culture is close enough. As I was overwhelmed by the refreshing spiritual depth and outreach impact of those churches in the UK, I asked key leaders if I could bring American church people to catch and experience what can't simply be reported or taught. 
In retrospect, I wanted to expose people to the Nazareth syndrome of Philip and the hands-on experience of doubting Thomas. For Thomas, it changed his life. You see, exposure to some of these on-fire churches would impact North Americans. Beyond the academic learning, the exponential impact could spread a holy infection in North American churches. And I thought our church doctors could help them translate and apply those dynamics that would empower their churches to reach lost people for Jesus. It would be a plan that is not just academic, but also a catalyst in which people would really experience the real deal. Well, fast forward. For 20 years, we have taken groups to England. During that time, the British movement has increased, matured, and expanded. We increase the number of churches and leaders who graciously give us their time. We have become friends with world-renowned British church leaders who personally invite our groups into their lives. COVID has knocked out our annual trip for the past two years, but we are confidently looking forward to taking a group of North Americans next September, September 2022. While the exposure is only a couple of weeks, the impact lasts a lifetime. If it can happen there, it could happen here. It could happen in your church. You see, sometimes you have to experience something to really get it. Right, Philip? Did you get that, Thomas? Did it make an impact on you, Peter? So, when will you be impacted by the experience? When equipping yourself and others for Great Commission ministry, look for the opportunity of experience. Mark Twain once said, We should be careful to get out of an experience all the wisdom that is in it. Not unlike the cat that sits down on a hot stove lid, she will never sit down on a hot stove lid again, and that as well. But, also, she will never sit down on a cold one anymore either. That's called an experience of transformational change. It worked for people who met Jesus. It works whenever Christians are immersed, even for a short time, among churches that are on fire and growing. That's an opportunity worth considering. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the audio version of the Church Doctor Report. If you would like to receive the written version in your email, please sign up by going to www.churchdoctor.org. If you've enjoyed this teaching, please share it with others and encourage them to subscribe. 
Thank you, and God bless.